0: Welcome to the One Life podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Graby. Our mission at One Life is to inspire you to take risks, dream big dreams, and live your life on purpose. Today's episode is brought to you by Strange Bird Media. Strange Bird is a Nashville-based full-service production company providing video, photography, graphic, and web design as creative content developers. They work with agencies, brands, and artists alike to produce high-end media solutions with a fresh touch and unique style. Check out their website at strangebirdmedia.com. Guys, we cannot wait to introduce to you two of our greatest heroes, Michael and Linda Adler.
1: Yay! We love Michael and Linda. Oh, man, they're amazing.
0: Michael and Linda are incredibly talented worship pastors, recording artists... And mentors and entrepreneurs, they're kind of, they do it all.
1: They do, but you know what I love most about Michael and Linda above all those things that are true that you just said is their relationship with each other. They're just the best
0: no they are the best and in today's episode we're going to cover a wide range of things man (laughs) from their incredible journey together to life on the road you may even hear a story of a vasectomy reversal (laughs) and how that produced a couple more kids in their life it is going to be quite an awesome episode so let's dive right in
1: thank you guys so much for coming on and being here with us today you're You're welcome
0: welcome. it's awesome all right, let's dive right in. So, how do we know these people? How do we know these wild, <laughs> awesome adventurers that live in Birmingham?
1: You know, I was trying to think. I think I've known you basically my whole life. I can't even remember.
2: We have pictures in our mind of you, this pretty little blonde thing, sitting on the side of the pool, and that's that's stuck in my brain. Like <laughs> a
3: little fish, just yeah. in and out, in
2: and out, now, in and out. Cool thing about um, oh, wow. our relationship with you—you've
0: gotten to see. Jenny grow up and become a mom and mm-hmm. obviously a wife. Oh,
2: Chris, you got to back up, back, 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 back. We got to hear Backing the up. discussions about that boy she was interested in. That, oh, yeah. That, yeah. that boy. Oh, yeah. And then she broke up with him and she started dating me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we have those pictures as well.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
3: we, let's get rid of those
1: let's
0: pictures. Totally get rid of yeah. those. Thank God, social media wasn't happening then. <laughs> those family get-togethers with different boyfriends, and then there was you. So yeah, then, then there you. was one.
1: Then there was the one. I just
0: always say like, oh, sorry for those jokers. I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you won. You, you totally won. Absolutely won. Yeah, no, but that was the cool thing is when Jenny was like, hey, you got to get vetted, and yes. you got to go meet as these people. As soon as we
1: got engaged, I was like, well, I guess we're it's time to go to Alabama.
0: We're I gotta awesome. take you oh. down. Birmingham. I got scared for a second. I was like, what's in Alabama? What's happening from there? Just us. Like, it's, right. yeah. it's the Adlers. They're yeah. great. So, so yeah, you guys have been such a big inspiration in our life. You know, it's funny, you know, for years when we would have big transitions, I, one of the first phone calls, Jenny would be like, well.
1: Should we call the Adlers? Should we call Michael? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I think when you saw my phone you know, on caller ID, you like, uh-oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's going on? So, (laughs)
1: We've been through it all. We have. No, but seriously, when I look back at my life, I look at the people that God planted along the way to point me in the right direction and invest in me and pour into me and guide me. And man, you too are some of the biggest influences of my life. And I'm so thankful for our paths crossing and God just bringing you into my life. And one of the things that I love so much about you guys is your relationship with each other. I know it was such a gift to me growing up anytime I was around you I remember thinking as a little girl watching you guys together going I want a marriage like that that's, oh my goodness. that's what I'm hoping for wow, oh. sweet. And, and it really was I think that's why when Chris and I got engaged I thought okay it's time. I gotta, <laughs> we've got to go learn from the pros here because I want I want a marriage like that. That we stay in love forever. I, I feel like that's something you guys have just been able to do is still mm. love each other and you seem to genuinely enjoy each other. So we came down, just so our listeners know, I literally did. I, I packed us up and we drove down to Birmingham.
0: From Nashville.
1: From, from Nashville. And we did like a pre-marriage boot camp where we yep. just just sat at your feet and let you guys teach us all your wisdom. And
0: (laughs) I just have the (laughs) mental image of that. Like people literally like, wow, they just sat there on the floor?
2: Like a toga outfit or something? Just I had Chris rub my feet while we talked. It was nice. <laughs> That's
0: right. It was right. I was like, well, all right. I guess I'm in. Yeah, I guess I'm in the club.
2: You guys know that it's not, and, and I'm sure your listeners know this too, it's not a magic wand. It's a deliberate effort from the beginning to say to each other, we're in this for the long haul. God did this. So let's make make this a blessing to those watching and make it a blessing to us at the same time. And when we please the Lord, we get tons of joy from that. Yeah. There's this, this deep-seated joy when you please the Lord. And you please the Lord in a relationship. There's no better joy. Absolutely.
0: So, all right. Lo- we would love to hear. Let's back the train up a little bit farther. How did you guys meet each other? What, When did all that happen?
3: Uh, we were in college at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had been there a, a year or so. And Michael came in as the new guy, whom I immediately disliked. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> wow. Like, who is this guy with the briefcase? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Nerd, oh, alert. Yeah.
2: Nerd alert. Nerd alert.
3: And the flowing blonde hair. Uh. And I found out he was in the TV singers, and I thought, mm, No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him.
2: Or, Oral Roberts, <laughs> in, the, in the 80s, Christian television was a big deal. Right. Um, before you know, cable took so much, but Christian television was a big deal. Oral Roberts um, had a thriving uh, television program filmed in Hollywood. Barbara Mandrell had a TV show, right. and we would alternate studio time with Barbara Mandrell in United Western Studios in Hollywood. So, so fun. So we
3: were basically the backup singers for... Richard Roberts, or if there was some musical thing, they would bring in stars and do hour-long TV specials. I mean, we were we were like the backup singers, and we right. did dancing. Yes. We had maxi dresses <laughs> on. We, had we big should link hair. to some of
0: those videos in the show. I notes. will put those links
2: show. in the show notes.
3: Yes. Some of the no. most embarrassing mm-hmm. moments of our lives. <laughs> so. Uh, we don't really tell everybody this, yeah. actually. you
2: got to know when to hold him and when, when to fold him and <laughs> when to walk away. That's exactly right. So,
3: yeah. So, we were the two shortest TV singers. Uh, he was the shortest guy. I was the shortest girl. We were paired up. And that's really how we got to know each other. And you know, We were just standing there for five cute. hours talking. And such
2: a feisty lass. I had a lot, a lot of... You know, breaking her down to get to get <laughs> where she really? needed to be. Yes. The ultimate challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and it's um, still that. He loves a challenge. <laughs> and I do love a challenge. <laughs> so that's how we met, and, and we did that, yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys have four amazing sons mm-hmm. and a couple grandkids, A girl right? and a
3: boy.
1: Girl is
0: yeah. four, boy is two, Charlie and Lily. Nice. They're cute. Yeah. That is awesome. Yes. And what are your grandparents? You get to
3: pick your name as a grandparent in the sure. South.
2: Uh-huh. In Minnesota, you don't. <laughs> no, no, no. In Minnesota, it's Grandpa Gravy. That's right. it. That's all exactly. right. And it's Grandma. Grandpa Adler or Grandpa Mike. Yeah, so down yep. here, people kept asking me, what are you going to be called? And I said, Grandpa Mike. No, no, no. you got to have a, a name. So it, it went on for months. And finally, I said, here's the deal. If I get to pick, I'm going with Thor. Oh. <laughs>
3: <And> I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's pick something good.
2: So I said Thor, and do you know that our first granddaughter came out of the womb, and Luke and Lindsay, our kids, taught her, to call me Thor. And, and wow. that's now everybody calls me Thor. Yes, he
3: was kidding. Yeah. I mean, but they called this bluff. They're like, well, if he wants to go with Thor. We're so it's Thor a little bit awesome. yeah. humiliating at the mall, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thor, mall. Thor, Thor, Thor! Yeah. Yeah. It's is too much, yeah, after, as everything <clears throat> in our life is too
2: much. After church, they'll come running down the aisle. I'll be putting my guitar away, and mm-hmm. I'll hear,
3: Thor! Thor is here!
2: Oh. Thor and Mimi! So, there you go. I
1: Whatever. love that. I love that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I might yeah. steal that when my day comes.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea.
0: Superhero. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so Magneto. Nice. That is so So awesome.
1: Okay, so that weekend that we spent with you guys, I literally have a journal full of the things that you guys taught us. And one of the things that sticks out to me that we've shared so many times and quoted you on is it's really the power of your words. It's never throw your spouse under the bus. And that sounds like such a simple thing, but I think it's such a big deal and it's so important in a marriage. Would you guys talk about that a little bit? There
2: is probably no better way to reinforce your spouse's well-being than to have them hear you lift them up to other people right and not falsely not corny and sappy but genuinely find good things that they do i mean lindy is is gifted in a lot of ways and she's really skilled at a lot of things you got to look for that and, and talk about it, not just and talk about it to your kids. With four sons, all of them know that that I value her and that she values me. Another great thing on the same subject: for most of the years of my life, I would come home from work, and the minute I would open the door, Lindy and all the kids would just start cheering, "Daddy's home! Daddy's home!" And you it know that mostly come.
3: me. I dare well, take these kids. <laughs> but
2: for <laughs> your kids to be told or just to be shown that it, it's really delightful for you to be back together again. And mm-hmm. so the boys, they do that now. And the, and our little grandkids, you know, they're at the window waiting for their daddy to come home. And it's it's so great. That's it's great. Movie. And have
3: you, you know, especially also in public, you know, have you ever been with that couple that like they're just snapping at each other? Right. And taking shots the whole night? At the other one, and you're just thinking, ooh, this is so incredibly awkward because <laughs> yes. it's not really funny. And everyone in the room is like, ouch, oh. Right. So, you know, in public, whenever we're with people at a party or something, you know, we just, we never would say anything negative, really, yeah. about the other one. We just kind of have a good time together, which we do anyways, but... Just don't be those people. (laughs) There's also a
2: sense of another thing you're communicating to to couples and to other people is that I want other women to know that Linda is mine and my eyes are for her, my affection is for her, I want my arm around her, I want that signal to be the loudest signal I send to any other woman around. So that's also just a safety valve.
1: It's so good. And I can, I mean, I can think back on, you know, we took vacations together with our families growing up. And I remember all the kids just kind of run around and the adults have conversations. And I remember you just kind of go around the table and all the couples are telling stories like, listen to what Joe did last week. He's such a (laughs) moron or whatever it is, you know? like. But I remember you guys never did that. You mm-hmm. really didn't. Like, it would, everybody would kind of take turns jabbing and telling mm-hmm. jokes about their spouse, and then it would come to you guys, and you just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And you weren't doing, you weren't like in a negative way shaming anyone. You're just like, oh, we just don't do that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to be
1: positive about each other because yeah. we love each other and we enjoy each yeah. other. So no, really, that's so no. huge.
2: You
0: know, the whole idea of One Life is talking to people about taking risks, dreaming big dreams, and living their life on purpose. And, man, you guys have lived this amazing life. And I know you've got plenty more years to go of adventure, and you've traveled, and you've performed on TV. You've been in 20-plus years of ministry. I guess the question we would all love to know is, how did you land on your calling? How did you know what it was? Talk us through how that happened, how you found that. And how you landed on your purpose
2: for us just listening to the Lord and saying we are willing we, we know we have these skills we know that we work really well together I mean not not every couple is meant to stand side by side and sing happy songs I mean that's and and, and I'm not even I'm not even
3: because <laughs> that's kind of weird that's
2: what probably. we do though that's weird isn't it that's a weird thing cue the happy song ready yeah. <laughs> and one um, and a happy song so but any song I mean, we've been doing that for all these years and it's probably bizarre to a lot of people but god crafted the two of us to be together and not just to sing and dance obviously um but to do <laughs> but to be parents and to, to minister to people when they're in pain and to be a part of people's lives off the platform is far more important for us than anything we do on stage but to be specific about my calling there was a specific moment in a specific place, in a specific garage apartment, that we were we were married. Linda married an insurance salesman, and that was me. When yeah, I,
3: I had no idea that we would be called to the ministry.
2: I, and we both sang, we both did music, we both had music education degrees. But I was actually selling insurance. And on this couch, in our garage apartment, um, I was just spending some time one afternoon in, in worship and she walks in and I'm on my knees crying at this couch Lindy sits down on the couch she puts her head hand on my head like I'm a puppy <laughs> and, and, I, and I, I said to her I, I don't think I can be happy unless I'm in ministry mm. and she pats me on the head and to tell her to hear her tell the story now she thought, Oh, that's nice. We'll both be in choir together. (laughs) You know, or I thought
3: we would teach Sunday school or something. But I did not know that he meant full-time ministry because I would never date the ministry guys at at college.
0: Right. (laughs) Just just the bad boys with the long, long hair, right?
3: Yes. I didn't want to be a pastor's wife. No way. So I'm like, okay, well, that's nice, precious. And then, (laughs) you know... (laughs) I mean, I just kind of had to, you know, regroup after we, we went on the road with this touring group called Truth, which was a gospel group back in Sooner the Soon after that and 90s moment, yeah.
2: we, we hit, hit the road. Yeah. We sold everything we had and got on a bus and for a year did 400 concerts in Truth.
3: So you sold everything and went on the road with yeah, Truth. Yeah. So it was fun, though, because we were young. We didn't have kids. We didn't really have any commitments. You know, it was a great time for us. So... Newlyweds on the
2: bus. And still time to get pregnant. How about that? On the bus. <laughs> not on
1: the bus. That's the
0: impressive, bus. No, that's that's impressive
2: guys. <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> Good work. We didn't
3: get pregnant on the bus. Oh, okay, just so a <laughs> I okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Whatever. There's no judgment here. It's fine. You're married.
3: Roger Freeland's rolling over.
0: So
2: now, now, <laughs> now we have to... <laughs> Close to the end of our, our time together on the road. We yeah. had, to look, had to look for a job because at that point in truth, people didn't have babies and travel. So, right. so, so Lindy and I, at the end of that season, um, just <laughs> ended up stepping off of a bus into Waterloo, Iowa, and began as worship pastors in that church. And a quick lesson right there. Mm-hmm. Within three weeks, the Lord put this deeply in my bones and it's been a part of my DNA ever since. And that was quick realization that the skill set on that bus was far different than the skill set of musicians that I was meeting in Waterloo, Iowa. And it was a little disconcerting at first because the people that I was accustomed to singing and playing with will now be recording albums in Nashville and getting you know recordings and all that, and now it's Waterloo. But God said, if you will give up your rights for your own self-actualization as a musician and artist and pour what you have into these people I'll give you back something that's far deeper and and far richer than all the rest of that and he did and he has and so I've spent the rest of my life pouring my skills into other people and it has been exactly that far more fulfilling than I could have ever had getting another sort of platform and Lindy, too. And, and back, to, back to the place on the couch, I need to say this. For all these 36 years, Linda has been with me because she loves me and she loves God. Her gifts are completely different than mine. I'm, I'm completely a people person, and Lindy's much more reserved, but she's really gifted in music. But I'm that platform talker, teacher, speaker guy that's just real natural for me.
3: Will you tell everything. Oh,
2: you do. You do. You tell everything.
3: Oh, my gosh. She had a vasectomy reversed. I found out about it in the bulletin at church. Oh,
2: you do. Okay. She didn't. She didn't. But for the record, Linda mentioned vasectomy before I did. So let's just get that clear. (laughs) It's real.
1: For the record. We
2: try and get that on every
1: episode. I was going to say (laughs) that. Let's talk about
0: your vasectomy. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) We don't want to talk about mine.
2: (laughs) We had two sons for 10 years, and then we had two more in 10 years. And it was because of the V, the big V. Because of the V. (laughs) On purpose, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So back to Linda, though. One of the the most honorable and noble and brave and devoted and committed things that a woman this woman did for me was to step alongside me and say just like Ruth where you go I'm going and it has been humbling to make that realization over and over and over again that this little lady is with me because she loves me and because she loves God and she wants to please the Lord so that's a really really humbling place to be the minute you get puffed up over your own little accomplishments think about the person standing alongside of you that's rich man that's just it's really so
1: good Okay, I have a question though, guys. So you're telling this story and I'm thinking there had to be moments along the way. So you guys are, you're traveling with Truth. You are performing with, I think, wasn't Kirk yeah. from For Him yeah. a part of your
3: team? Yeah. Yeah. So you take a job in Waterloo,
2: Iowa. Iowa. Which was,
3: you know, just a very, like, where is it on the map?
2: It's a, It was a <laughs> yes. church, big church in a small town. So yeah, was a, it
3: was a great yeah. church, but it was not... Nashville, you know, and for us, it it felt like, okay, this was where we're supposed to go. And it was basically our only um, full-time opportunity, really, that we saw at that point. And I was going to have a baby. Let's go there, you Mm -hmm. know. And obviously, the Lord had us go there because, you know, we were there five years, and it wasn't prestigious, or it was basically boot camp for Jesus. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah, but you guys are two of the most talented people
1: on the face of the earth. I mean, there's no doubt that you could have said, "You know what? We're packing up our stuff. We're moving to Nashville and we're going to we're going to do this thing and we're going to record records and we are going to become famous and we're going to be stars and all." I mean, you could have done all of that. And I'm sure watching people that you know, that you performed with, have success in that way, was there ever a moment where you thought, should we do that? Or how did you walk through I'll that? I'll tell
2: you that I've had an awareness of my skills uh, early on. I don't have the skills, people that were my colleagues in truth. I followed Steve Green, goodness. Um, I, I wore his blazer in, in truth, but I, I don't have those skills. <laughs>
3: Tape on the I don't have
2: those chops, but I do. Ha- I do have people chops, and here's here's the difference. Michael's guys.
3: a great leader.
2: Last night, I I led a choir of 160 people and about a 40-piece orchestra for about three hours. And I know those people. I will be with them on Tuesday or a Thursday or eating dinner. We will do life with these people face to face. We'll be in the hospital with them. We'll sing for their parents' funerals. We'll be in that space with them. And it's a far different level of touch than you do on the road.
3: Not to denigrate anybody who does ministry on the road, but we just really felt called (laughs) more to leading worship in the local church body. And we really didn't look back.
2: Never, Never did.
3: Yeah, I
1: love that about you guys. Everybody wants to change the world, right? We all want to make our mark. We all want to use the gifts God has put within us to make a difference in people's lives, and I love that he showed you that you can do that one person at a time yeah. in your community where he's called you with the people around you. And I mean, man, cue the the thank you, the ray bolt song. I am a life that was changed. You know, like I <laughs> I can't believe I totally you know that song. <laughs> I know,
0: right? <laughs> I don't. Chris doesn't. It's what's been cool is it's been evident to see how you guys have continued that even in your time and relationship, even through the years you have been that way yeah. through and through. So thank you for setting an example. All right. We're going to get another question for you. You know, you guys took a big risk and a big leap. When you jumped off of a bus and headed to Waterloo, Iowa, Waterloo, Iowa I can yeah, get on my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> um, is would you say that's probably the biggest risk or the biggest faith jump you've ever taken?
2: There've been several <clears throat> along the way. Having having more kids was a big leap, and that was probably
0: yeah. the getting of a, a reversal on a vasectomy. <laughs> is, <laughs> is, a big is risk. probably <laughs> the biggest leap anyone could ever take.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. We don't really recommend this <laughs> to Lindy,
2: other people. is looking at me right now. Lord, <laughs> she's still. Been,
3: <laughs> it's been fine for us, but don't do this at home.
2: Do. Don't try this at home. Don't do as Don't try this at home, kids. At one point, you got to realize we had surly young teenagers and surly two-year-olds in the same house. You know so that was a biggie. Another big, big risk for us was to move to Alabama. I'm from Minnesota, dude. Do you think a Minnesota person wants (laughs) his license plate to read The Heart of Dixie? Nobody wants wants that. Um, nope. Nobody in Minnesota wants that but, that I'm aware of.
3: It's great down here.
2: We've been here almost 17 years. But here's the bottom That's line incredible. on this move. This move was um, all about obedience and nothing else. There was no carrot. And actually, mm. there were some negatives. But it was just about obedience. I, I followed a 24-year guy in San Antonio, um, a dear worship leader named Malcolm Granger. Followed him. He retired, and they hired us. So we'd, we were there nine years, and now a church in Birmingham is about to lose their worship pastor who has been there how long? 24 years. He's about ready to wow. retire. Wow. And that pastor in Birmingham finds out about us in Texas and, and starts pestering us. And I'll, I'll, I'll make a long story short and say this that we never looked back. We made the decision, it was a difficult, full of lots of stops and starts to that decision. But when the decision was finally made, we never looked back and said that was the wrong decision. It wasn't an easy decision, but it was so delightful to be in the path of the Lord in obedience. That was it. Mm -hmm. And the next one was where we are right now.
3: What, three years ago, four years ago, Mm -hmm. sold our house in uh, in Birmingham and moved out and started a wedding venue business.
0: No big deal. Huh? Let's <laughs> just, just do this. I know.
3: Like, what the heck? You, you perform
0: weddings, you sing at weddings. Why not just open a venue,
2: right? Well,
3: that's exactly right. We thought these venues stink. <laughs> we should build our own.
2: <laughs> well, we were doing... It was more than that. It was more than stinking venues. <laughs> well,
3: and you know, we had always done wedding, we did some marriage conferences, you know, many through the years, and singing at every venue in the Southeast, basically, and beyond. And we thought, you know, we could really do this. This is a fun business. We we should we should go for it, and we just started pursuing our dream. I mean, it was kind of a dream, but and we didn't really even know if it would work out, and if it didn't work out, we would be like, okay, that we weren't supposed to do that. But we just sort of started pursuing it, looking at properties, um, and then this property came open, and only God could have worked out this location.
2: Yeah, it's eight acres, and we almost just traded our home where we lived. For this to build It's
3: beautiful. The it's one mile from a resort. The location is ideal. And all these other things we were pursuing were obviously not the right space, but we thought it was. So we sort of had the death of a dream like three times yeah, before yeah. we came to this mm. place. It was
2: about a four-year process. Yeah, it, it took stops a long and starts, time. No kidding, and some, some real real setbacks. But the setbacks, again, just like other parts of our life, what God is planning is bigger than our ability to, to grasp hold of it. So just walk in obedience, and then let those plans come to fruition. But we just kept walking, and if we had a closed door, we'd stop back. We'd settle back. We'd pray, and then
3: Then we'd lead worship on Sunday. Yeah, you know, Be it faithful.
2: was And you know what? Our our worship leadership became authentic on a different level in that pain and those setbacks. It helped us understand, you know, people who are suffering that day. I love that. What
0: you guys did for us and what you've done for so many that you probably don't even realize, the way you've lived your life, the way you've poured and served out to others, you literally have created something that I believe is going to pour in seeds and life into brand new marriages Mm -hmm. that are going to to flourish out for generations to come. And so Mm -hmm. it's just... It's just really neat to see how God has done that and brought it full circle. And so, again, I just can't thank you guys enough for the example you set for us. And I I believe so many other couples and families. Um, All right. Well, we're coming close to the end here. We're going to kind of hit some quick questions, some rapid fire questions. We'd love to hear from both of you. And the three questions we would love to know is what are some books that have changed your life? What's a discipline or habit that has changed your life? And what's one piece of advice you would give the younger you?
2: Hmm. I don't stop enough in recent years to read a whole lot. But the Tim Keller book on marriage, I don't stop reading marriage books. I don't want to be the guy that says, I got it figured out. I got this. Don't worry about it. I, I want to keep on pouring that part into my life. And I think Keller is so clear and he's really transparent. So that would be a book that really help to, to continue to build me.
3: And I love that Five Love Languages book. Easy reading, but it really does sort of help you see your spouse in a different way. Reaching out to them and what they see as love. You could read that every year and sort of be reminded that, hey, I need to be... Showing this person love in the way they receive love, not in, you know, in the way I think they should.
1: Right. That's good. I think you guys introduced
0: us to the five love languages. Yeah,
1: you did. What are y'all's love languages? Mine's quality time.
2: I would say mine is physical touch.
3: Which works out perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you have four kids. (laughs) Cool.
0: Cool. All right. Disciplines or habits have changed your life.
3: You know, I'm a night person and... Mm -hmm. Forcing myself to get up a half an hour earlier has really changed my life, which seems (laughs) so simple, but a half hour makes all the difference for me, whether I can exercise, I don't know why. It's not a lot of time, but if I get up a half hour later, then my whole day is wrecked. (laughs) It's so
1: true.
2: I'll tell you something else, uh, guys. And this, um, and I tell my staff this. I work with a creative team of eleven people at my church that I lead, and many, most of them are millennials, and I love it. I love being with them. But I, when I start a sentence with this morning, Linda and I were reading in Hebrews. I always follow with no guilt here, people. Some of you do not have. That kind of time to be alone and quiet together in the mornings. I'm not saying this for guilt. He reads
3: the Bible to me every single
0: morning.
2: I sit on the bed
3: with a cup of coffee in my hand, which he brought to me. (sighs) I can't get up Dang without
0: dude, it. Hey, dude, slow down, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got work to do. He sets it on my yeah. bedside
3: table, I mean. and I hear the clink of the cup on my bedside <laughs> table. And that is what wakes me up. I'm a total slow. <laughs> that snub. is amazing. Yeah,
0: and that, then he sits down. That's my down. 30. You're 36 years married. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my 30-year goal. Uh, <laughs>
3: you can do it. And uh, And then he reads the Bible to me, and I'm just in this coffee fog, but I get it. <laughs> and we and then we pray and then we go about our day. Yeah. So That's
2: amazing. This is a great season to be able to do that, but we obviously couldn't do that. I have brought her coffee, Chris, every day of her life, probably since we man. first got married. He really has. But that is awesome. But, it, Good for, you, but man. for many years, it was bring the coffee and then get on to taking care of the kids and getting right. lunch and breakfast and school things and whatever. So That
1: um. is awesome. Chris makes the coffee most every morning. I li- <laughs> I'm like you, Linda. Like, I literally wake up and I peek around the corner, and if that little blue light on the coffee, <laughs> Uh-huh. pot is on, it makes my day. I'm uh-huh. like, it is hallelujah. It's uh-huh. going to be a good day. <laughs>
3: it's essential.
0: Uh-huh. Well, lastly, one. what piece of advice would you give the younger you?
2: For me, I came out of the womb motivated. And this is for those people that are <laughs> listening uh, who are... <laughs> Total leader types, you know, on good days, you think you're almost, uh, you have superpowers because you're such an awesome leader. But those of you that have that natural bent toward leadership, here's my best advice, and I didn't learn it soon enough. That is, you need to check the passengers on the bus often. Mm. You need to know that they're not just on the bus because they love you. They need to be on the bus for their own fulfillment and enrichment and for their own well-being as well. And that's a lesson that I learned too late. Because people follow me, I'm I'm a leader, and Linda, follows. But it's not because I'm awesome; it's because she's awesome. And that was was, that's good. That That was a hard truth and a good truth to learn. So
3: good. What about you, Linda? I would say to the younger me: Don't worry so much. You know, so good. Consider the lilies of the field. They don't work. They don't toil. They don't spin. And yet the Lord takes care of them. And I think women worry more probably, but some personality types just worry more. So I would say the Lord is going to take care of you. He's got your whole life planned out. It's all done. Just live it. And don't make everything a huge cow. (laughs) That's so Which good. Which is not yeah, a revival I mean, really. But I mean, that <laughs> no, exact wording. I think
0: it's a great way to close this whole I thing love out. It. Yes. Just don't make anything a cow.
3: Don't make anything a cow. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. I want a t shirt.
0: We might make a t shirt. That's for a that. great
3: idea. I do it. Yeah. Do it. That's oh my so gosh. great.
0: Well, guys, you are so amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Before we get off here, there's going to be people that are going to be listening. They go, I've got to get in touch with them or see what they're up to. What are some great ways that people can find you and just follow you? And if they want to pick up a record or come get married at your venue, where do they go check it out?
2: You can do Shady Lane Info or look up the barn okay. at Shady Lane. We we kind of thread God in the, in the middle of all of that Public space. That's that's our public, really public space these days. Is the barn at Shady Lane? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, and if people want to pick up your music, where could they find? Your most recent album is it the Hymns album that's your most recent?
2: Yeah, work? Hymns is most recent, and we only have two. Okay. We're not that prolific in all of that stuff, so uh, we, there is. there is.
3: Although we're huge in Rhode
2: Island, we're we, for some reason in Rhode Island.
0: Up in the woods of God. Minnesota, we yeah. have quite a following.
3: In you Waterloo, know. Iowa. There. Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Oh, we well. love you, guys, love you, you, you guys. We're so proud of we you both. We love you both. You. Love all right. you both. We'll Thank you. you guys. Soon. Bye bye. Man, what an amazing conversation with Michael and Linda. I love those people so much.
1: Oh, I love them.
0: And we hope you guys did as well. That's our whole hope behind this thing, is that people we bring on will bless you, inspire you to live your one life well, One of the things that we hope is that you enjoy this and you'll head over to iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. It really means the world to us. It helps us so much as we watch this podcast kind of get out to more people.
1: For more information on today's episode, you can head on over to our website, onelife.works. For the show notes, we'll have a link to all of the books we talked about and maybe even post some of those funny videos that they referenced.
0: That'd be great. All right, guys, that's a wrap for today's episode. And remember, you only have one life. Live Live it well.
3: well. you know, podunk, really, little youth group. Can you imagine nice. 45 kids playing the guitar <clears throat> all at it's the like same time? Hell. It's like banjo hell. It's like that far <laughs> <laughs>
2: And they're
3: all wearing flannel shirts. <laughs> yes. Minnesota, Minnesota, eh? Minnesota, Minnesota. Right?
2: Oh, totally, oh, <laughs> totally. Before
3: it was cool. Oh,
2: it's cold out. Put on a flannel shirt. my oh, in <laughs> the
0: woods is playing your guitars, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, 45 yes. of them.
3: Yeah, like the recorder class. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah.